Welcome to the Westview Podcast. My name is Cheryl. I'm a pastor here at Westview. I'm here joined with Charlie. Pastor Charlie, say hello. Hello. <laughs> and our friend, Debbie. Hello. Hi, welcome. Uh, we are excited to hear Debbie's story today. Some of you might have been in our service a few weeks ago where Pastor Charlie kind of gave a few details about the story, but we wanted to hear it more in depth. God has done some amazing things in her life. And so um, we are going to start right off the bat with a question from Charlie. All right, Debbie. So why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about what your life was like just life and just spiritual life was like before you got this shocking diagnosis? Um, I was coming to Westview for a few years before I had the diagnosis. Um, but really, I I wasn't, I was coming on Sundays, I was coming for Bible study, I was doing things like that, but my spiritual life was really easy. Hmm. It was not very deep because it didn't have to be, right? It, I would come to church, I would go to Bible study. I was growing in my faith definitely by doing Alpha and different courses, but it wasn't as connecting as it was when you find mm -hmm. out how deeply you need the Lord. Mm -hmm. So when something shocking and scary and horrible happens in your life, there's lots of ways you can go. Um, my way was was to go to the Lord. Yeah, so what happened then? Well, I developed cancer. Okay. I was diagnosed with colon cancer in, um, I believe it was February 2021. Okay. So the first time I was diagnosed with cancer was during COVID. It was a pretty difficult time in everybody's life. Mm -hmm. But for me, when I had to have surgery, I had to do everything alone. When I was in the hospital, I was not allowed to have visitors. I, I was on my own. So, you know, prayer helped. Um, yeah, and Zoom. You know, people complain about Zoom and how they did, you know, they couldn't come to church and they couldn't, it was a lifesaver for me. I had two prayer groups going during all my treatments. I did treatments for a year. And through all those treatments, I was able to zoom in with people, have prayer, have community, have love. I was able to express what was going on in my life, which was a challenge. I mean, I, I felt, um, I did feel the presence of God, and it was wonderful to be able to talk about it with people, to express my fears, but also to talk, have people tell me stories. Like I had my friend Kim tell me this story about uh, Jesus and this man on, he was, Jesus was being, was praying and healing people. And there were so many people that they had to carry the man on a mat and lower him down through the roof uh, to be healed. And so whenever times got really difficult for me, I would imagine my friends carrying me that way. So rewind for a moment and just walk us through, what was that like the day that they told you you had cancer? Wow. Um, people, often people ask me if I got angry, and I didn't get angry. I did get scared. And I didn't get angry because I didn't feel like, why me? You know? 
because why anybody, right? So I didn't, I didn't have that anger, but I did have the fear. Um, and there was days where, especially in the beginning, I did a lot of crying, um, but I also did a lot of praying. And you know what, my husband's not a believer, so it's a little bit challenging there, but he knows I would go in my room and just pray. And I would pray my way uh, to feeling better, like to just, because it just felt very dark around me sometimes, you know, like there was just this darkness. And I would just sort of pray until I could feel like less heavy. And it was, uh, the room could be like a little bit more clear. My mind was cleared. And, um, and I felt grateful. And I felt grateful for that. Um, and I felt grateful for the present. I felt grateful that it gave me hope. I guess that's, it just, it gave me hope through all that. Because the first time around, you know, they told me that they had gotten all the cancer and that really I was doing chemo as a preventative. So all the way through, I sort of felt that, well, I'm going to be okay. You know, I don't have to, I'm going to have to do this, but, but I'm going to be okay. So the second time, when I, they found out I had cancer in my liver the second time, I didn't know if I was going to be okay. And it's, I know it's hard to believe and it sounds really bizarre, but I have a bigger calmness the second time than I do the first time. Explain that. I don't even understand it. I wish I could explain it, but it's, it's a peace, a trust, a confidence that whatever happens to me, I'm going to be okay. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I just feel this time my prayers are much deeper. Um, you know, even my prayer groups that I'm in right now, I've learned different things. Like someone just the other day said to me, well, you know, when you're praying, because I was saying sometimes I feel like I'm praying the same way all the time and the same things all the time. And they said, do you raise your hands? And I said, no, try raising your hands. Try just opening, opening yourself up and raising your hands. And I did. And it was, I cried, and it felt even closer. And I'm always looking for that closeness because I do trust God, and I do trust that he's got my back, he's got my, well, he's got me. So you had some really cool things to say about prayer the yeah. first time you told Pastor Charlie and I this story. Can you talk to us about prayer and how it played into this whole journey you've been on? Well, like I said, in the beginning, my prayers were different than they are now. And I, I wish I, 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 I'm going to try and explain it, but I don't know if I can really. Um, my prayers were Jesus, but Jesus was kind of this vague thing. It's uh, you're praying, but you don't really imagine that Jesus is really there. Now when I pray, I feel like, he, sometimes I feel like he's sitting with me. And sometimes when I feel like he's, when I'm crying, I know he hears me. And maybe he's crying with me. I don't know. But I feel like that presence and that connection, it's just deeper. And, it, and I think it's because my trust grew deeper. Um, and so, you know, often when I pray, I pray for my faith to grow and for wisdom to come, you know. And I do feel like those prayers of my faith to grow is what's happening. 
So you're saying that for you, yeah, you had faith. You yes. were a Christian. You would go to yes. church, and then you were diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, and and eventually it, it was diagnosed stage four. Sta- I have stage four cancer. Stage four cancer. Yeah. So in the midst of that, yep, your trust in God, yeah, grew. Yes. Yes. Now, I just want to point out, because I think it's interesting, uh, I think a lot of people would imagine it would be the opposite. Yeah. You'd have a certain level of faith, and you expect God's going to take care of you. Yeah. And it's like, what? Cancer? Not yeah. again. Why? How can I trust, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I, I, you know what? I w- again, I wish I could say that. But I never, again, the second, to- the second time, I'm not going to lie, I did get angry. I said, I was going to be cured. I was so convinced that I was going to be cured and that this was going to be done. I, the in the beginning, I was a little bit angry the second time, but it passed. Well, what did you do with that anger? Uh, I drank a bottle of wine. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. sat with a friend and cried. Hmm. That's To be honest, that's what I did. Yeah. My friend came over and I just cried. I said, I, I, how did this happen? You know, and it wasn't so much, I didn't, I wasn't angry with God. I was angry at the hospital for telling me that you know, this was just a preventative. Mm. And I thought, how did that happen? This was supposed to go away. I was supposed to be okay. You know, and I, again, when I first got cancer, I was being directed, really being pushed towards the Lakeshore Hospital that I didn't want to go to. I'd had an issue there and I didn't want to go back. And I felt like the doctor that I have now is amazing. He's absolutely amazing. And I didn't want that doctor because I had read reviews and I said, no, my friend had prayed for me to have this doctor. And I couldn't have a better doctor than I have right now. My nurses at the oncology department there are amazing. They know about my faith. They know that you know when I'm down, that's where I go is to prayer. Um, and they've asked about Westview, you know, one of my nurses, and I have the same nurse every time I go, and I love her, and she's now moving to Halifax. Mm. Uh, this I saw her for the last time last week, so I'd be really missing her. Um, but I felt like God was kind of pushing me in that direction. That's where I was supposed to go. And I'm glad I listened, and I'm glad I didn't fight it, because it was the absolute best place for me and the best situation for me. So how else did God meet you through the journey that you've been on? What are some ways that you can point to that he's just... Oh, the community of people he put in my life. Mm. Um, I've met so many people that, you know, have prayed for me. Beautiful prayers. Um, Have brought me food through my husband and I after surgeries and different things. Brought food. Um have offered to drive me places if I needed to go for, you know, chemo and my husband couldn't drive me. They've, you know, taken me. Um, Mostly the emotional support I've received and I've, just my Christian friends. And I mean, I have other friends that, of course, have been supportive, but I love talking about Jesus. You know, I really do. And it, it, it makes me happy. It brings me to a really happy place. And I can't do that other than within that community. And um, 
I, I get a lot from that. I get a lot from that. But also my family's been super supportive. Um, my friends have been super supportive. So, and I feel God's given me everything I've needed. So far on this journey, he's just provided the love, the peace, everything that, that I, I needed to get through this as best I could. So, you know, and at least the second time around, with the second surgery, I was able to have somebody come into the hospital, like my husband could come visit, and so I wasn't entirely alone this time. So it was a little bit better. In the course of this, um, like you talked about, like your trust in God grew. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, at the same time, did you experience like moments or seasons or maybe even just regular waves of uh, fear? Sometimes, yes, I do have fear sometimes. I do. Um, you know, I remember speaking to a friend of mine, Julie, and I said, you know, I know where I'm going if, if, I, if that's what's going to happen, but I don't want to die right now. And so I have to be honest about it. I don't. I still feel like I have a lot of living to do. But if I do, I know I'm going to be okay. And that's, that's hard. That's hard. So where are you at right now with this journey of, of cancer? Right now, I am cancer-free. I have no cancer in my body. Um, I'm still doing chemo, which is just a maintenance chemo, so all the toxic stuff that really makes me sick, um, I don't have to do. So that's a good thing. And I just, I take every day for what it is. I start every morning, <laughs> like I say, good morning, Lord. And I start with gratitude. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, I know that there's something today, every day you can find something to be grateful for. And if you start with that, I honestly believe, for anybody, it doesn't matter where you are in your life, if you can start in the morning with gratitude, then your day will be a lot better. Mm -hmm. um, so I have my morning prayers. I'm still reading my Alpha uh, in a Year Bible. I've read it a few times now, but awesome. I, I enjoy it because I like the commentary uh, afterwards. Um, so I start my morning off like that. and. Um, I'm in a good place. Like if somebody says to me, you want to try something? I'm like, yeah, sure. Anything scary, there's nothing scarier than what I've already been through. So if I'm going to try something, I'm a lot more open to trying things that I might have been uncomfortable with. Like I'm usually uh, nervous about meeting new people. Like a, with the Wednesday nights, meeting in a group that I don't really know anybody. Mm. Well, now I'm like, oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. There's nothing that, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. What's the craziest thing you've tried recently? Um, well, after I uh, found out the first time, I went, uh, what do you call it, zip lining. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Is there like a <laughs> cancer discount? <laughs> no. No? It should be. But I just thought, what the heck? And yeah. the hardest part of that was carrying your uh, equipment all the way up those stairs. But I was in old Montreal. It wasn't in somebody was anywhere crazy. But, you know, I said, I think I'd like to try that. And my son was with me. And he said, well, Mom, if you try that, I'm going to pay for you to go up there. I said, you're on. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's very cool. Um, so, Debbie, one thing that I 
I wonder sometimes about, you know, I, you hear stories of people and like, you know, um, people have cancer, people have really hard situations in their lives. How, what's your advice for praying for people who are sick, like, like you were, or who are struggling? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, everybody plays for healing, right? But more than that, going through it to pray for peace, you know, for God's peace, which I've had through this, a peace that sometimes I don't even understand where it comes from. It's like I don't understand what's wrong with me, like how serious it is, because I don't, I'm not worried. Mm -hmm. So it's that peace and it's courage. It's courage to face every day, you know, and, and, and you can do it. You know, you can do it. But, and, and pray for that, they have people around them. Because I think that's one of the most important things is just having people around you. And that's what I feel badly for anybody who has to go through this alone. So I would pray for people around them, care about them, support them emotionally, physically, um, and just love them. You know, just love them where they are at and listen to them. Let them speak. Yeah, that's a really cool way that we can be the family of God, right? The community that we've been talking about all year. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have ears to listen to people's problems. They can't turn away from them. And sometimes it's hard to listen to. And I know I've, you know, some nights when I was a little crying and upset and down, I, it was hard to hear what I had to say, but I was blessed beyond anything to have people around me that were willing to do that. Yeah. So it makes a difference. Yeah, just having a listening ear, probably not even giving you advice, but just... No, just listening. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it, there's no words, right. you know, other than just to say, well, I love you, and, and uh, you know, I'm here, I'm always here. There's not much more you can do. You can't, t you can't change it, and you can't fix it, but you can be there. Mm. So someone's going to hear this podcast, and they know someone who is diagnosed with cancer, and they're going to send it to them. What's, what do you feel like is the most important thing you would tell someone who is, who is uh, trying to process going through something like this right now? Uh, to reach out, to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. There is communities that will help you, um, but you have to be open to that help. You have to be willing to accept and realize that you are vulnerable that you're going through something horrendous and um, and you have to let people in because you can't do it on your own. Um, I can't imagine uh, whatsoever going through this without my faith. And I know that not everybody has that, but for me, uh, my faith has been everything. It's carried me through the roughest of times. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, so you reach ready? out. Yeah. Uh, you got any more questions? I don't, actually. Debbie, thank you so much for coming here. Um, yeah, it's, it's a big deal to share a story like that, and so we really appreciate it. And we hope and pray that this is going to bless people. I hope that anybody that is struggling with cancer um, 
get something from it maybe mm-hmm. that that's my biggest hope that you know somebody else who's in my situation but maybe doing it on their own will hear this right yeah absolutely um let me pray for you and pray okay. for for someone who's going to hear this okay uh, lord Thank you for what you've done in strengthening Debbie's faith, strengthening Debbie's trust in you, uh, becoming more real to her through this, Lord. And I pray that you would do that for someone else, and you would even just use Debbie's testimony to help that happen, Lord. As someone is hearing this message, someone who's afraid and just wondering how they're going to get through this, Lord, uh, help them know that there is hope, that you are real, that you are good, and, and that you are there, Lord. And uh, I pray this podcast, this testimony would find their ears and, um, and they would be strengthened and drawn to you, Lord. Thank you that you are good and you're faithful. And I just pray for Debbie for many more years where she can testify to your goodness and just experience just the, the thankfulness of knowing you and, uh, and that that just light would be seen by many and just you'd receive praise and glory because you are indeed good lord and we ask this in your name jesus amen amen Amen. thank you debbie so much for sharing your story with us you're welcome Uh, we really really appreciate it and i'm deeply challenged by how much faith you have in the face of something so terrifying so and if you are struggling and and need someone to talk to like we're here for you so you can reach out to us uh we're easy to find its office at westviewmontreal.org or you can call um, the church westviewmontreal.org is where you'll find all of our contact information Um, if you need people around you we also have a wednesday night uh, dinner and uh, connection time that you are more than welcome to come it's called all are welcome wednesdays for a reason because all are welcome so please come to that and uh, don't don't do this journey alone and with that we'll say goodbye Thanks for joining us. Thanks.